0: So don't take us We won't take us Yes, let's be the Puds In Springfield uh, To those uh, people, I say fuck them. <laughs> See, the idea of that Sorry, we weren't recording your lead-in um, uh, People who... Well, th- this can serve as a de facto reminder that there's a sting at the end Let's do the introduction first and then okay. we can have this discussion Episode 63 of Pods In the key oh. Springfield I was really hoping you would forget today, <laughs> were today, you? today we're looking at Season six, Episode 4, Itchy and Scratchy Land. Itchy plus scratchy land. And we just recorded a quite long sting that's going at the end. And you said, you know, are there people who get to the end theme and then just skip? That's that's a very foreign concept to me now because for... Probably a year now, I've been using the Pocket Cast app. Yeah, me too. And I've had a consistent Like, there's never not been a podcast in my queue. Shout out to Pocket Cast, which is an Adelaide developer podcasting app that we both use and enjoy. It is very good. Uh, And it means that I just constantly roll from podcast to podcast. I never, you know, unless... An episode is particularly disinteresting to me Like if it's a random interview podcast And I don't like the guest Then I'll get it out and skip and fast forward But other than that I don't miss any content Because I'm always just rolling through it Yeah, this isn't like Netflix where like five seconds into the credits it'll immediately cut to the next thing, even though like BoJack Horseman's just finished and like you're crying and you want a moment. Is that what Netflix does? Yeah, it's irritating. Oh, I didn't know that. It's profoundly irritating. And sometimes there's stuff after the credits you want to watch. Yeah. Like they just did Tuca and Birdie. there's something after the credits in each episode, but nobody saw it because it immediately skips to the next episode. Is that a setting you can disable? I don't, uh, maybe? Yeah. Might be I, in the menu somewhere. I would disable that if I was you. Yeah, because I like watching credits as well. I'm yeah. a credits watcher. That's because you're always like, who was the gaffer in this one, eh? Yeah, I do like to see what the billing order was. Who was the best boy? Yeah, who was the best boy? Yeah. Who who are this movie's guys? I'll tell you who the best boy is, Jekyll. It's you. Oh, thank you. Especially with this, with this new no beard thing. You're going, you're looking, yeah, looking very fre- fresh-faced munchkin. You're a little fresh-faced munchkin boy. You ever just look in the mirror and think, I'm sick of this face. I need to make some changes. I have occasionally had moments where I look in the mirror and go, I don't look like what I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then you occasionally take a moment to look at your friends and go, they don't look like what I thought I did. And the thing is, I'm prepared to accept that I just... Have an idea in my head of what they looked like six years ago And what I looked like six years ago And I'm not the kind of fuckwit who thinks Oh it's a Berenstain Bears I must have slipped into an alternate universe Because imagine (laughs) being so arrogant That you think your memory is 100% infallible That you must have gone into a different universe Rather than forgetting about a kids book you never read But Nick you do believe in different universes right When the omelette flips over I I believe in different universes, both for the purposes of this podcast and because, um, you know, one of the main theories about universes is the idea that there are multiple ones out there. But I don't think that we flip flop between them. I mean, maybe. Well, I'll try to <laughs> in any case, if you tweeted at us relatively recently, stick around after the uh, after the end theme for some discussion on movies. That you have tweeted at us, asking us to watch. Sure. Speaking of which, Nick, have you ever seen Jurassic Park? I really hope that you now just build in like 48 minutes of silence after the theme <laughs> song and people are like, there's, there's nothing here. This guy's it's bullshit. Have I seen Jurassic Park? Um, the last movie I saw in a drive-in cinema with parents sitting, okay. you know, that was Jurassic <laughs> Park and I fell asleep in it. Oh, it's very good. Is it? Because this episode is heavily inspired by Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. <laughs> that why That's why they take a helicopter to the island. Oh, Okay, I always thought that was just because a joke about how big the car park was. That you had to fly in by copter. But, okay, that's interesting. That puts it in a new light. Yes. So oh. we can add a Jurassic Park to our list of movies we should eventually watch. Fuck, okay. <laughs> Even so... though the references to it are relatively thin throughout the course of the series, I would say. But Jurassic Park... Thin. Uh, fucks Jurassic Park is a very good movie okay yeah also when I'm thinking of these like things we should do for 22 flims part of my thinking now is like how enjoyable will it be like fading our theme into the theme from that movie oh sure <laughs> and I really like the Jurassic Park theme like I think the Star Wars one is going to be fucking amazing once I get around to making you watch Star Wars sure okay <laughs> uh, for more on, on that stay tuned after the end theme My first few notes on this. uh, Usually, I don't bother looking into who wrote and directed the episode because I'm a piece of shit, and you know, I I just don't do that. Sure. But I wanted to on this one because there's a joke very early on where I was thinking, this is such a Schwartzwaldery line. Mm -hmm. Was this episode? credited to Schwarzwelder, and was it it was yeah it was directed by wes archer and i went to look into his credits because spoiler (laughs) alert this episode fucks really hard in ways that i kind of didn't anticipate like i we both sort of agreed that this one snuck up on us a bit i was very much caught off guard by how good this is it came up and i was like i really like this one i think and then we're watching i'm like is this the best thing that has ever happened to me is this the greatest 20 minutes of my life to date that's bold So I was looking at the uh, previous directing credits by Wes Archer. Yeah. It's interesting because he's made like some of my absolute favorite episodes and then some episodes I'm just not so hot on at all. Right, okay. Like in season one, he made Moaning Lisa, which I think we both agree is the best episode of season one, just Lisa dealing with depression. He didn't write it, but he directed it. Oh, that was good. And that episode's pretty well directed, I think. Yep. He also did Homer's Odyssey, which is the crazy one where Homer becomes like a sign baron. Oh, yeah, The Simon. Yeah. Then season two, he did uh, Treehouse of Horror. I'm okay. skipping over some of the credits here, but uh, Treehouse of Horror and Two Cars in Every Garage and Three Eyes on Every Fish, which I believe I said was the best episode of that season. Yes. And then actually everything he did in season two kind of fucks. But then season three, he did Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington, which I think is a weaker episode. Mm. And then he did The Auto Show mm. with uh, Spinal Tap. Mm-hmm. Then let's see New Kid on the Block, which is fantastic. I Love Lisa, which is amazing. Basically everything from there is pretty good. But versus Australia I have mixed feelings on. But, uh, so you're saying this guy, good guy? He did two bad neighbours, the uh the Bush episode. Yeah, Bush senior. And then the last one he did was uh, Homer Palooza, which I bought you that shirt from. Oh yeah. yeah. The Palooza shirt. So Wes Archer, pretty fucking solid director. Yeah. And now what's he working on? He's doing uh, Rick and Morty, your favourite show, and Disenchantment. Absolutely not my favourite show. Yeah, I know. I actually like Rick and Morty quite a bit. I don't know why um, I'm making fun of you, did... a person who has never seen it. Disenchantment. So, from what I remember of that, general consensus was, because uh, we did a crossover with The Simpsons Index. Yes, we did. The boys. Yeah, the on lads. Our, on our party Absolute march. lads. Um, and from what I recall, it was first episode, interesting and okay, but then I think the rest of the season tanked. Is that how it went? No, we quite liked what we watched and I went on to watch the full season and thought it was okay. Okay. It kind of like, it starts well and it ends well and the middle sort of like, oh yeah, this is a TV show. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. Tremendous. But the last like two episodes were very good. It kind of has like an actual narrative arc that plays out relatively well. Yes. Tremendous. Speaking of things that have both narratives and arcs, my first note relates to Homer. You're talking about Noah. Yes, my first note relates to the fifteen dollars Bible that Homer bought, (laughs) which is the line that was like, "This is a Schwarzwelder script," I think. Yeah. Um. And so Homer says fifteen dollars is very expensive for a Bible. I've just gone on. To uh, a local bookshop website to see to see what Bibles are going for these days. Sure, because um, it's one of those things that oh, you know, with my di- dispositions, believe it or not, I've never bought a Bible. Um, Nick, say it's not so. So there are Bible like collections. Yes, like that that are one of them's one thousand <laughs> three hundred and forty dollars. The New Interpreter's Bible. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And then there's like, you know, a big church Bible. So like, you know, the big kind of big bound boy with the ribbon that goes to act as the bookmarks. Um, That is $891.00. There's an ebook version, which is $5.91. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, but the one that I find most interesting... Man, you can get some expensive Bibles. Like, oh, just why? I think Bibles, like the opening few pages you of the Bible... You can just steal them from a hotel room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They gave us a Bible when we graduated from high school. I still have that Bible. Oh, they did do that, didn't they? Yeah, I think that was just like the Good News Bible, maybe. I don't yeah, know which it was, translation it is. It was the Good News translation. But the... Uh, I kind of feel like when somebody's doing, like, a Bible translation, the way you should be able to decide, like, which Bible translation you're going to buy, if you are a Bibleman or a Bible person, Mm -hmm. it should be, like, the opening section should contain, like, just a, like, a glossary description of which groups of people this particular translator thinks it's okay to hate.
1: Right. That should be, like,
0: the deciding factor in which Bible you buy. Um... Uh, the one I find interesting is for $102. There's a note-taking Bible, which looks like a <laughs> notepad, and I assume has like each page of text has a page where you can <laughs> scribble. You, on. Can, you can write your own notes. Um, I thought you were going to say that each version of the Bible should have a page at the front that says, you know, uh, the following is based on fiction. Any <laughs> any association with a person, uh, you know, real or otherwise is entirely uh, coincidental. That's a bit spicy, Nick. It would have been much better if I could actually remember how that little disclaimer goes and then I, could, the, I wouldn't fumble through it'd it It would be so the much. same but joke. I think it would be okay. It would be the same joke. But yeah, there should it just be like a list of like, according to my interpretation... These are the groups of people this particular interpretation of the Bible says is okay to hate. Or that we should hate. But wouldn't that be all vastly the same? Like, do, oh. they, do they vary that much? I don't know, I feel like some people... Like it's try not like, to like interpret the Bible in a way Where it's like well these are the views that I have So this must be what the book is saying It's like okay. no the Bible can just be like an imperfect thing That you right. don't base your entire life on Okay Should I be getting oh, into this in the Itchy and Scratchy Land episode? Sorry 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 I, I, I now see what you mean Yeah Initially I thought you meant like Hey if you don't like people from Argentina Get this <laughs> Bible And I was quite confused as to what was going on there But You have been looking for a book that will justify your hatred of the Argentinians for a while no, I'm, I'm on board with the Argentinians <laughs> That's true You have said many times That you love Argentina Is Chimichurri Argentinian? Don't cry for me oh, Argentina So you're going to make us watch Evita For the next 22 <laughs> Well you already have a copy on Blu-ray Sitting next to us right now I do Yes I don't Is Evita a film that even exists anymore? I don't know Like I, had, I remember that was huge when it came out And I've never heard anyone talk about it Until this discussion We'll do an eBay search for it. we having it right now um uh, 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 E V I T A. No, I spelled that incorrectly somehow. Evita D V D. Uh the Evita soundtrack available for two dollars. Yep. Uh oh yep, here we go. Evita Blu ray Madonna Antonio Banderas Region B. Uh thirty one dollars ninety nine, free postage on Blu ray. What about Elita, Battle Angel? Elita Yes. Elicta Battle Angel. Either the new film or the original anime or the manga that I assume it was based on. Okay, I spelled Elicta incorrectly. Sure. Um, the bat- For $149, you can get the entire set, including three lithograph prints. Ooh, three. Let's have a look and see what the lithograph prints are. Yeah, we should probably talk more about Itchy and Scratchy Land at some oh, this point is, as well. This, this particular <laughs> listing is also quite dented and and beaten up dented and beaten up yeah hang on okay feel free to just cut this out of the episode but um, see look at that look at the seam there it's all it's all all hacked up and and then more over there I mean I wouldn't be spending 140 bucks on this a thing I've never heard of so my look, my second note on this episode after Schwarzwatter and Wes Archer was just a uh, fucks, fucks, fucks. This episode fucks, Nick. This episode, I'm giving it the official this episode fucks rating. This episode caught me off guard with how much I enjoyed it. Yes. This episode is astonishing and I was like making my notes here thinking Nick is not going to like these notes. They are all just like positive affirmations of how much <sighs> I like this episode. I have some insight. I have some thoughts. Okay, some I've thoughts. got some stuff to dig into some here. Thoughts i got some tangents we can, you know, some garden paths we can walk down. Excellent. Do you remember this episode being heavily censored in syndication or, like, cut down? There's a lot of stuff in the DVD version of this I don't think they used to put in the Channel 10 version when it was on TV. To be honest, I don't have a particularly good recollection of this episode being on TV. I'm sure that there are lots of things, because, I mean, there was a the classic Channel 10 thing mm. of you know, taking out nine and a half minutes before and after each ad break so that really the show was only eight seconds long. Yep. And now they, like, they speed things up slightly in syndication, I think, is the trick. Like, episodes of Seinfeld are being played like a tenth faster than they were. What do they they think this is, a podcast app? Yeah. (laughs) By the way, do any of our listeners listen to this podcast at anything other than one? I really hope not because, like, timing is very important in comedy and, like, I am very precisely timing everything out in the editing process and we talk reasonably quickly like there are some like i my podcast app is always set to just 1x because yeah uh, because that just seems like the right thing to do for me but there are some podcasts where i'm like i could bump this up to 1.5 and frankly it wouldn't be anything out of the ordinary but like if real editing work has been put in it's been done in a way where it aligns with the Normal playing speed Yeah Like so much The editing I put into this episode Is like Cut out like Half a second of silence Yeah Keep in the rest Of the silence Because the joke Will land better If there is some silence Leading into it For sure But this is currently Half a second too long Half a second It is manufactured It's a little bit like Getting a DVD And then putting yeah. your TV On some weird setting So that you change The aspect ratio of it It's yeah. just kind of like Well you're not You're not doing it Anyway Whatever We don't need to talk About aspect ratios anymore <laughs> <laughs> I mean we could I You know But you know, it was manufactured for a purpose (laughs) Alright Manufactured for a purpose (laughs) Yeah, that's just a line from Twin Peaks Anyway, uh, Sneaky Peaks So We live inside a dream I hope I see all of you again Every one of you Yeah, I remember some stuff being cut out in syndication, like the chainsaw at the start where he, like, cuts off Scratchy's muscles. I remember they cut out the chainsaw, oh. which meant you would see Scratchy being poked a bunch, and then the next oh. shot, he just has a bunch of exposed muscles. I'm like, what's going on here? That's strange. going on here? Also, when they're talking about, like, being desensitized to violence later on, and the Scratchy head, like, comes off, and there's blood spraying everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I remember them cutting the line of Bart saying to Lisa, you want to get snow cone? Okay. That line was cut, so there's no punchline to that joke anymore. That is a particularly heinous line, though. I'm surprised that made it through the the, the, the Fox lawyers. (laughs) snow cuts. (laughs) (laughs) What, do they mean they're peeing in a bunch of snow and eating it, like in the first Jackass movie? No, cut it out. Oh. Yeah. I've never watched any Jackass content, and frankly, I'm happy. Yeah. With that being the result. I've seen that movie. I, I kind of enjoyed it. So, yeah. You know, uh, but yeah. Uh, each their own. Yeah, we don't need to watch it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Christ for that. Huh. The whole and talk about a preachy book thing at the start with the Bible. I remember reading some book about the Simpsons. I've read a bunch of books about the Simpsons back in the days of my youth. And Who do you think you are with your book learning? There was a whole section there about like The writer's room, like, slowly becoming more, like, atheist, I remember. Like, just discussions happening where, like, people would talk each other into atheism. I feel like this is sort of the peak of it, maybe. Was the chapter called The Declining Religiosity of the Simpsons Writing Room? No, this is just, like, a page (laughs) in another chapter. I see. (laughs) Just, like, a very casual, like, by the way, this is a thing that was happening. Mm. So that's fun. That's a very schwarzwald line, just an unrelated rant about the Bible in yeah. the middle of, uh, of the episode. <laughs> then uh, we, get a little, uh, we get a little flashback to some other vacations The Simpsons have gone on. Mm-hmm. And we get two interesting things here. At one point, we see them go to the Amish country and Emile kicks Homer in the spine. That's good. You very clearly hear his spine break. Yep. So I wonder what kind of rehabilitation process Homer had to go through. I wonder what the rest of the series is. Because definitely he's had his spine broken in the Amish country They're not going to have like modern medicine No How are they going to treat his spine? Is this episode saying that homeopathy is the correct way (laughs) to heal a broken spine? Are the Amish into homeopathy? I don't know that they are necessarily They would just have very outdated medical practices, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's true Uh, And did the Amish come from a German settling background? Because homeopathy is German Hmm. In origin I don't know, I don't know a lot Sorry, about it. Amish. I'm, I think I've taken your point particularly seriously. If we have any Amish listeners tuning in, please get in contact to let us know what you're listening on, because that's inherently fascinating. Mm. Mm. And then let us know. And also, have fun trying to get in contact with us. Yeah, if you're on Romspringer and this is how you're choosing to spend it, oh, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be such a <laughs> You're a on Romspringer, like, oh, I've got to listen to this Simpsons podcast Man, about I've, so much I've got to catch up on cereal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean the podcast? No, I mean like Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> imagine you go on Springer, but you only manage to get like halfway through cereal and you have to go back. <laughs> like, what happened to Adnan? I don't know. I have no way of finding out. Oh, very good. Um, the Billboard Countdown to Flickies. Very good. Ah, fucking wonderful. Yeah. Is Flickies a real thing? I don't know. I assumed that it was one of those things where... Because the, 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 they clearly separated the L and the I yep. in the Flickies logo. But if that kerning was any closer, it would have said fuckies. And that's funny. Oh, I love fuckies. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very played out, like, you know, long form gag. Just, you know, the signs and the way that the distance on the signs is always so far this episode has really good number humor. Number humor. A lot of really good number-based jokes in this one. That's a good point. We've skipped over though. We also get oh, the first appearance of Shark Boy in this episode. Who is a new character who we haven't seen before. When the Simpsons go on vacation, and this boy who looks a lot like Bart, but he mm. has a shark fin, pops out of the water. Homer runs terrified of Shark Boy. Mm. Uh, this is the first time we see Shark Boy. I don't know. Does Shark Boy appear again in the Simpsons? Um, oh, maybe in the uh, I don't know if we've covered this episode already. The the soapbox derby one. Yes, where we there's, have. There's that shark in the fatherhood tank. Maybe Shark Boy yes, go- okay. grew up to be Shark Dad. Or is it possible that Shark Boy was created in that tank when he was bitten by a, a shark? Oh, possibly. Yes. Um. Yeah. I. I didn't. Uh, I have to be honest. I thought that was just Bart with a little. A little fake That's Interesting, So we might have seen a bit of a long form bit of storytelling here, where we saw the creation of Sharkboy back in season three. Now mm. in season six, we're seeing the emergence of Sharkboy. And then there's that episode it, where Sharkboy mutates, and the fins, beca- the, the fin becomes blue, and then he gets several fins, and then he becomes Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meow. Uh, which is yes. great because I, I actually had Sharkboy pegged as maybe a Colossus creation. Oh. I guess it is possible that Colossus is. Behind the scenes, running the Fatherhood Institute in mm. that episode "Saturdays of Thunder" that you referred to from season three. Well, I, I mean, Colossus is behind everything. Yeah, he's he's the real. In many ways, he's the uh, the sixth Simpson. <laughs> The Seventh Simpson, after Mr. Burns, who, in my opinion, is the Sixth Simpson. Oh, yes, of course. It's kind of amazing the very long form storytelling they're telling with Colossus. Like, we haven't actually seen him since season seven, but we know he's out there. Yes, we know he's out there. Yeah, even now in season 32 or whatever they're up to. Mm. Yeah. The eventual reveal is going to be pretty powerful, I think. It's going to be pretty. The problem is, though, Mm. by the time they eventually get round to the eventual reveal, anyone who grew up watching The Simpsons will be dead. Long ago. Yeah. Cause, you know, I think we've heard rumors that they have a fifteen hundred season arc planned out for Colossus. And they're only up <laughs> to season thirty two. like yeah, that Disney owns uh you know, Disney owns the Simpsons now. What are they gonna do with it? Are they gonna owns them like brutally beats them in an online fight? Yeah. Speaking of which, have you ever been to Disneyland? No. <laughs> I wrote down have you been to Dreamworld? <laughs> I have <laughs> been to both Dreamworld and Disneyland. Which one's better? <laughs> Disneyland oh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> Disneyland's really good. You mean that uh wait, Dreamworld, Warner Brothers Movie World. They're separate things, aren't they? Yeah, I've yeah. been to Movie World okay. as well. Okay. I think I meant Movie World. Which one's Dreamworld? Dreamworld is on the Gold Coast. It's the one the big brother house was in. Okay. But isn't Movie World also on the Gold Coast? Yeah. You have got Movie World, Dreamworld, Sea World. Yeah, you've got Dream Okay, you've got When Wild, Movie World, uh Sea World, and then Dreamworld is like Kind of its own thing, I think. Like, I don't think it's incorporated into, into that like trilogy the trilogy of parts. I don't think it's owned by the same people. I'm saying this based on a memory of being like 13 and going to the Gold mm. Coast, mm. and it was like separate passes. Like, yeah. Dreamworld is a separate pass to the other three. Because you is- can get like a triple pass covering the other three. Triple pass. Yeah, but if you want to go to Dreamworld. I'd, separate thing. Yeah, that's its own thing. Okay, Dreamworld has a monorail. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't remember Dreamworld as well. I remember like Oh wait, maybe it's Seaworld that has the monorail. Dreamworld was very good. It was like Dreamworld, Movie World, Went World. Seaworld wasn't as good as the others. Yeah. Movie World had the lethal weapon ride, which I think is like some Batman bullshit now. Yeah, okay. I don't remember what Dreamworld actually had. I don't remember is what it, the rides were. Like, it had an old. It used to have like a very old wooden roller coaster, but they've taken that oh, down. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was fun. It had the loop. Was it Dreamworld that had uh, the the live police academy stunt show? Yeah, maybe that was Movie World. Maybe it was. That movie made more World. sense as a Movie World thing. I yeah. think. Yeah. But Disney World, Disneyland. Anyway, this is, <laughs> Disneyland is real good. Anyway, this has been Australian theme park chat. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to this Theme World podcast recently called Podcast the Ride. Theme World? Theme Park. They go to theme parks. Oh, okay. It's called Podcast the Ride. It's good. Sorry, I was just confused why you said Theme World. Because for a moment, <laughs> I thought you meant the video game Theme Park World. Yeah, I've been going to Theme World. It's just themed. <laughs> theme World. Because um, I would absolutely listen to a Theme Park World podcast. Hello, and welcome to Theme Park World. Perhaps you'd like to put some raids into your park. Would that be the entire podcast? Well, that's the little voiceover guy. Is from, that a spin off them. we should do? Should yeah. that be one of our, what you know, one of our off series that we have running in the background? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do um, World Creator Chat where we just get, we'll get all of them. We will get Theme Park World, we'll get uh, Amazing Hospital or whatever it's called. We'll get Sim City, Sim Tower, Sim Tower Two Thousand. See, we're sort of like I was looking at the video games and the Simpsons, and we're kind of like running ahead of schedule in that. If we want to do another one, because mm. it's like we're cutting some of them out because we don't want to do like. Some shitty, like, Game Boy Itchy and Scratchy game by itself. So, like, I was looking, the next one would be Virtual Springfield. Right. Which came out in 1997, and it's a game that I actually owned and played a lot of. Sure. But, uh, you know, since we're ahead of schedule, should we just do some other video games? Yeah, I mean, maybe... (laughs) Like we did the Beatles album? (laughs) Yeah. If people want to... I mean, maybe what we could do... And look, this might be far, far too much, but maybe what we should do is... um, uh we'll find a way to play theme park world possibly through a not entirely legal rom slash emulator um and then we'll just like make sick little parks and then upload screenshots of them to the the twitter account i just like the idea of releasing like a lengthy episode about like broken sword shadow of the Templars, a 1996 adventure game that i really like okay maybe we'll do that maybe should we get a Twitch channel? and we you can look panicked. Yeah. Maybe our YouTube channel will be finally good for something. We can get, do like video game captures of video games that have I mean, nothing to do, do that, with the but Simpsons. Do we want to be Twitch people? I mean, that seems like a nightmare. I instance. mean, I, I'm a Twitch person because of how much caffeine I ingest. I legitimately am a bit twitchy after that coffee. I like have not eaten enough today, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably get food. After this and before the next one. Are you hungry right now? I am hungry right now. <laughs> should we just burn through the rest of the episode so we can go eat? <laughs> I'm almost wondering, should we take a break? I have a lot of notes here. No, 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 no. Let's just roll. Okay. Um, I've got a note about five corners where they stand in the five states. Uh, this section where they are... This is like the real magic of this episode, I think, is when they are on their way to Itchy and Scratchy Land, there is like an entire episode worth of gags in this section. The travel montage is amazing. It's like 90 seconds, and it is fucking astonishing. It is tremendous. I'd say, I'd say, so good, it's not 90 seconds, it's 91sts. That's how how good it is. Five Corners, not a real American attraction. There is Four Corners, which is the uh, late night ABC yeah. news story, uh, news program. But there's also uh, Four Corners, which is a monument where Utah, Colorado, New Mexico and Arizona meet. Five Corners, not a real place. Well, five you have to Guys, is, real restaurant. They have burgers and as I understand it, fries. Is there a Five Guys at Four Corners? Don't know. What you have to understand, though, is that we're in the Simpsons universe here, which, as we understand, has a shifting geography. I see. Where, you know, as we learn from the Simpsons movie, you know, it doesn't necessarily always match up to our world's geography. You know, things don't fully make sense. That is interesting. It is possible that in this world, five corners connect. We don't know which five corners, mm. but we know that whichever state Springfield is in, which, whether it's Texas or another one. Which, by the way, very cheeky work by the sign signwriters, because as they join the interstate, it just has an arrow saying... Some other state. So they don't even uh-huh. give us a they don't even give us a clue there, James. I also love that we have two gags in this section and they're just Homer very brusquely saying no to the children. <laughs> First at Flickies and then haven't we stood in Five States long enough? <laughs> yes, it is very good. Uh, also when he's flicking through the radio and all of them for some reason <laughs> talking about the signs of evil. <laughs> yes. Another just weird biblical thing in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fucks so hard. This episode, AM Radio um, Evangelical Christianity. Take, yeah. Take that. And then the gag about Homer being too tired to drive and then you see it cut spin out and burst into flames and then like the pan back, like so well directed, so well yes. shot, just, well not shot, but so well put together. This episode... I think one of but, my I think one of my favorite things about that, where you know you see the car smash and then Bart says, "Oh, thank goodness that wasn't us." I like the implication <laughs> that they've got to this hotel and they're all just staring out the floor <laughs> yeah. to ceiling window, just kind of looking, seeing, seeing <laughs> happen. For something to happen, something to happen. And then, <laughs> when oh, so d- this is what a road looks like from slightly higher than normal. This is what a cornfield looks like, honey. Oh. And then when they oh, when the they take <laughs> when they take the shortcut and. Marge is like, I don't know about this, I'm Marge. And, and Homer I'm- says, well, I'm Homer, and with today's Mon cars, you can't get lost. That feels like such a modern sentiment to me. I feel like that is now what we say about things all the, the time. The Simpsons truly is a modern family. Yes. Oh, ho, ho. I just feel like we've reached this point with technology where we start to think like we're infallible. Like, yeah, it, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I... Uh, clumsily knocked the TV remote off the couch and it hit mm. the floor. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, wow, anyone over the age of 45 would be like, oh, no, don't do that. You might damage the TV remote. Whereas now I'm like, well, it should be able to withstand a yeah, fall. Yeah, get to fuck. As a matter of fact, I might fucking punt it into the wall. Like, it, you know, it's my remote. I should be able to destroy <laughs> it. And then I realized, am I an asshole? Potential tangent here, but I've got a real like thing about... The idea of modern infallibility, like the idea that we've reached a point where just... Like, whenever someone's like, come on, guys, it's 2019, we shouldn't be doing this or saying this sort of thing, my feeling has always been, like, we should be confronting the idea that these views still exist in 2019, not just saying, oh, we've reached a point where that shouldn't be an issue anymore. I don't know, I've got, like, mixed feelings on this whole, like, whenever somebody says, come on, guys, it's 2019, like, this view... Should be gone now. Mm. It's like, oh, this view never should have existed, though. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I, know. Maybe this is like a thing that I'm not quite mine, expressing I mean, properly. My interpretation on that has always been: it's 2019. There's now, you, you know, we now know enough to know that that this shouldn't be, which I think mm. is different from it's 2019 ipso facto it yeah. shouldn't exist. It's come on, we've been having these chats for long enough now. Um, that's always been my, but it's it's an interesting one, yeah. I mean, what I want to do is start going back to the, the halcyon days of 2011, 2012, where just whenever anyone says anything, you go, oh, there's probably an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, that's great humor. Well, in 2012. I'm glad you waited till we were recording to get into that. i not bust out those singers. Something I was thinking about watching this episode is this episode has a bit of a strange legacy, I think, because we we're watching all of that stuff and it was fucking amazing. And then we have the bit where he's flying on the plane and the pilot says nothing could possibly go wrong. Possibly go wrong. Pretty funny gag. Mm. Not as funny as any of the stuff that's just happened, but this episode has a lot of lines that have really endured. But it is a is very it... like visually funny episode it in a way a... that doesn't translate well to being mm. quoted. I think it is a very quote-heavy episode. Like yeah, the, uh, there's all the bought stuff. Yeah, it um, is. But it is also like so visually rich. Like so much of the humor in this episode is visual. Yes that uh, I think maybe that's why we don't remember it being like the absolute standard episode it is because so much of this doesn't translate to just like a quote back and forth except for like bought and possibly go wrong and a few other things. Yes, that's a very good point. I'm going to get a glass of water. All right, Have, have fun. Would you like a glass of water? Yeah, I'll refill my green glass. Green glass, green glass. Juicy, juicy green glass. Where have you gone? Remember that Peter Coombe song, by yeah. Coombe? <laughs> I just slowly fill that baking tray with water. <laughs> trying to nervously <laughs> sip out the corner of it. What are you feeling for lunch? I don't know, I'm feeling a little loopy. Is that why you went to get a glass of water? Yeah. Trying to try and de-loop yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I did lace your coffee with drugs. I noticed. I really enjoy. I'm assuming we're ready to roll back in. Yeah, I, very good. I really enjoy um, the different variations on the itchy and scratchy theme that you get in this episode. Because during the parade, you get like a marching band version. Yeah, and then at the start of the log ride, you get like a a, a deliverance style like. Thinly plucked banjo version. I just really enjoy. It. I mean, it's not the greatest of themes, mm. but I really enjoy when it gets recycled in these different oh, ways. This episode has phenomenal sound design as well. This is a there's, thing that I specifically noticed. There's one bit where they came back from what was presumably an ad break. I think it's when the the robot is approaching Homer to kill him at the end. Yeah. Um, and all I could think was, oh, that feels like coming back from an Inspector Gadget ad break <laughs> because it was this big, like you know, scary music with like strings and horns, and I was like. Like, oh fuck, this, uh, it takes me back to the Inspector Gadget days. The sound of the mascot's capering is perfect. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's wonderful, Nick. I am so, so into this episode. I'm going to isolate that noise and use that as my ringtone now. <laughs> that would be great if your ringtone was the sound of me capering. Yes. Oh, what's that? I hear a caper afoot. Ah, it's just my phone. Is that, if, uh, excuse me sir, I don't mean to be forward But your arse appears to be making catering noises <laughs> I have my phone in my pocket Yes um, I hate New Year's Eve enough as it is I'd hate to be at a bar Working at a restaurant that was constantly New Year's Eve Yes, you would hate that <laughs> God, there's so much The When they're going in and they're getting the like, itchy and scratchy money Your table tapping's really coming through Just so you know Okay. When <sighs> feel, free, feel free to do it I just wanted you to know Okay, okay when they get the the itchy and scratchy money, and Homer flicks through his wallet, and says, "I'll take eleven hundred dollars worth." Mm. Again, perfect number. Yeah, right. Eleven hundred dollars is such a funny amount. <laughs> Nine hundred dollars wouldn't be as funny. A thousand dollars would be bad. Bad. Eleven 1, like, hundred. Eleven hundred is good. Yeah. The fact that it's like large enough to have to abbreviate it to mm. eleven hundred instead of one thousand one hundred, it is like. A number you have to think about for a moment to like comprehend how much it is. And there's also there's a lot of syllables there. <laughs> and I think it's maybe the the, the the number of syllables that make it amusing. And in also part. the fact that he had that much in cash on hand already. Just hang it around. Yeah. It is a perfect number. Um the Fantasia thing. Yeah. Scratch Tasia, I think it was called. Um, have you ever seen Fantasia? No. I once played, I think it was a Sega Mega Drive video game that was based on Fantasia. And I recall not being able to make head nor tail of it. Um, I recall it being an impossible video game. And then a couple of weeks ago, I went to see Disney on Ice. Sharp sure, in um, the you know, frozen content. Well, yeah, exactly. One of the only uh, types of content that I can get on board with. And they started, they started, James, with like a seven minute Fantasia Disney on Ice thing. Oh, that'd be cool. But I was just And they had all these Like brooms skating around Doing broom things And you know Like the thing But I'm just like This is This is going over the head Of like I'm 32 And Fantasia is before my time Yeah How's the 9 year old Going if Fantasia Fantasia came out well, Like 1940 Like it's an old film Yeah 38 or something I thought Yeah Um I saw some sort of Disney on Ice when I was a child. I had, had forgotten about that entirely. It was magical. It was great. Disney on Ice is pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, 1940 film. You're exactly correct. Yeah. Excellent this stuff. This is just one of my abilities. <laughs> so, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I not know when most Disney films came out. I'm not that big on Disney. Fantasia video game. I feel like I Fantasia's to... been on my list of things that I'm kind of aware that I should watch at some point. Holy shit. Arcade Spot rated this as 4.3 out of 5. Wow. 4.3. From okay. a notoriously harsh arcade spot. Shall we... Do you want to do an Eat My Shorts on the Fantasia video game? I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Alright. As a kid, I thought a lot about, like, the logistics of this park. Because I... When I was very young, I went to, like, the the Gold Coast theme parks and I went again as a teenager. But I never really knew, like, what the full theme park experience was like in America. Sure. So I kind of, like, watched this episode, I'm like, is it actually like this? Like, do they slice the ride right in half as you're going down it? Like, is this, how much of an exaggeration is this? Uh, this is another, do they really uh, flush your head down the toilet moment. <laughs> now watching this as an adult, I feel like the theme park in this episode is so well realized as, like, in, like mm. a ridiculous entity. I love the mix of, like, hi-fi and lo-fi throughout this episode. Mm. Like, it is perfect that the baby area is fucking terrible. Yes. As <laughs> it's just a ball pit where all the children are being suffocated. Yeah. It is fantastic that the log ride is, like, insane and then ends with them just, like, falling onto a pile of mattresses. mattresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy that the place is full of robots This this episode. This episode, Nick. This episode. I, I- like it a lot. I also enjoy that the way that the guy... So there's that one park attendant who is omnipotent he just yeah, he keeps, just keeps popping up everywhere um omnipotent omnipresent i think is what i meant mm. not all powerful just all anyway, sure. whatever um but the the way that he says something like oh no they've got very advanced circuitry so that they only attack each other not not the the crowds maybe not, not yeah. the audiences that's like Hang on a minute. You actually mean to tell me that these are AI controlled with genuine like attack stuff? Like, yeah, it's wild. Wouldn- Wouldn't it all be remote controlled or something? No, these are AI robots. I like. Well, this might be some sort of like, there might be a Westworld thing happening here because Westworld, the original movie, came out at some point. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Who knows? There's yeah. a joke in this episode that I used to miss here every time, and it gave me a very different understanding of it. When they go to the restaurant and they're all ordering like different foods and they all have like uh, names, like, you know, awful names. (laughs) Yes. Imagine foods having names. And Marge says, I'm Marge. I'll have the baby guts. Yes. And Lisa says, "Mum, that's veal. Which is already a bit of a weird joke, I think, because veal is like a real thing that people order. Yes. As a kid, not knowing what veal is, I always heard that as "Mum, that's real. That makes the joke so much better. But also so much crazier. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That there would just be baby guts on the menu. Especially when, like, it always annoys me that the waiter is like, No, you, madam, disgust me. Or whatever he says. It would have been amazing. you disgust me. Yeah, Yeah, I'm the waiter. But it would have been amazing for then Lisa to be like, that's real. A little (laughs) seven-year-old you to be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Why is Marge ordering the baby guts not knowing what it is? Why is that the thing she looks like? That sounds appetizing. I don't know. We'll go with this. <laughs> um, I. So, of course, everyone likes, you know, we're out of bought license plate. Repeat, need more bought license plates. Yep. Come the li- The line before that, I'm not sure that I've ever heard it, and I really enjoyed it, which was, we have another jumper on the roof of TGI McScratchy's. <laughs> That's distressing. That is... Um, Uh, A very brutal line And it's probably the waiter that we saw (laughs) before Who specifically expressed that he Begged for death That he no longer wanted to live Even though he gets to work with a post-Pulp Fiction John Travolta Although they would have written this episode probably before Pulp Fiction Uh, Yeah, it looks like Yeah (laughs) Ooh, I'm John Travolta over here Yes Is that what John Travolta sounds like? I don't know Ooh, I was in Greece Ooh, I'm in Pulp Fiction this is this is very good. Ooh, Adele Dazim <laughs> the, the wickedly, wickedly talented, talented Adele Dazim does does <laughs> <laughs> So fucking good. <laughs> what is that woman's name? Adina Menzel. <laughs> Adina Menzel, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. Ah. So Frink makes a, a carry the one joke. He does. When Skipping was, over a lot of stuff here When was the first Carry the one joke And can we officially Retire that joke I don't know I think it works here I think it works here Because I think Frink bursting in And declaring the robots Will attack Because of Elementary chaos theory Yes Is Fun Exposition Yes Okay <laughs> It's such a silly thing It is, it is silly yeah. expo- <laughs> uh, Elementary chaos theory That's all the explanation we need Man. For what is about to happen Very good God The whole thing with Roger Myers Sr. Being a Nazi Like Yeah that's They would not be allowed to do that Now <laughs> that Disney owns them Cause the whole thing is like <sighs> well, Disney yeah. has some You know Slight Nazi leanings Didn't he Yeah I, but, Well I mean it's, you, you know what I feel like There are as many people saying Walt Disney Nazi As there are saying Actually that's a misinterpretation And I've just I don't give enough of a fuck Oh I'm getting a message On my phone right now Oh it says that we've been Bought out by Disney What? <laughs> we've been bought out by Disney Oh Disney now owns us Surely there Look I, uh, I don't want to get too Loyally here But surely there would have been Some kind of contract That we would have had to sign For this to occur huh, You would think so But no <laughs> <laughs> Oh is that how powerful they are? I think so <laughs> Oh, I Maybe. knew I shouldn't have shaken the mouse's hand at Disney on Ice the other night. <laughs> Fuck! I didn't realize I was sealing a deal. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha! It's law now. Ha ha! Oh boy! <laughs> oh <sighs> boy! I own all your intellectual property now. Ha ha! Oh, I'm gonna shut your ass down. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> uh, ugh, no, I can't do a Goofy. <laughs> I was gonna do a Goofy and make a, a reference to the Omelet Universe. Um, what other Disney characters can I do? Fucking none of them. <laughs> Gosh, gosh! And look, we've established you're not allowed to do Donald Duck. If you do Donald Duck, I will go and boil the kettle and pour it in your face, (laughs) and that's what it will sound like. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. That's the sound of your face burning off. (laughs) My face is made mostly of kazoo's. You do have a weirdly kazoo-heavy face. It's a weirdly kazoo-heavy. More than usual. <laughs> obviously, there's an element of kazoo in everyone's face, of course. <laughs> the uh, God, I'm way behind on my notes here. The in the Fantasia sketch, you're out of notes. Speaking of that, for anyone that listens to, uh, for anyone that follows um, Australian rules football, and yep. hears the word Fantasia, I just want you to know that I disagree with the approach taken by commentator Brian Taylor. Thank you very much. Okay, Brian Taylor, uh, get fucked? Want, I don't know what do you do. Do you want me to give context for that? So there's sure. a, there's an Essendon player, yeah, a young player for the team of Essendon, uh, uh, um, and so BT, as he's called, Brian Taylor, has become known for really oh, from s- the Simpsons Index, no, <laughs> okay. from really selling this guy's name, and he whenever he gets the ball, the commentator will go. Orazio Fantasia and do this big kind of crescendoing stuff. Turns out the guy's name is the surname is actually pronounced Fantasia. Oh, okay. And the approach taken by the commentator was, well, that might be how it is over in Italy, but you're in Australia, so I'm going to keep calling you... Oh, that can absolutely get fucked. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep calling you Fantasia. Uh Even though all the other commentators have gone, shit, sorry, we had no idea. We'll call you Fantasia from now on. Hey, Brian Taylor, it's not your name. You don't get to decide how it's pronounced. It's not your name, Bryn Tyler. Yeah, go and sit down, you fuck. (sighs) Sit the fuck down and listen to other people. Whereas I believe... This movie is actually Fantasia. Yes. Yep. Fantasia 2000, the sequel. Sure. I don't know. Was it a sequel? Yeah, but it came out after this episode. After the year 2000. The whole thing about him breathing in the itchy dust and it turning into little itchies and chopping up his lungs is uh, potent. Sure. Potent, upsetting. Yes, very upsetting. The itchy dust. Yes. Also, the... uh... The, the fact that the Pinocchio parody is just called Pinicio Has always made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think Pinicio is just a funny word It is very good Yeah Yes Is Pinocchio any good? I don't know Do I, I care about Pinocchio? I, Should I care about Pinocchio? I saw 15 minutes of Bambi the other night Because it was on free to TV, And man I had a different idea of what that movie was like Yeah Like it was There was a fight scene between like uh, Someone's dad or boyfriend and some other deer, possibly Bambi. Um, and it was extraordinarily weird. It was just, I guess I thought Bambi was going to be much more along the lines of, you know, Lion King type stuff, even though I know it was a, a, several decades earlier. And no, it turns out it's the, the era of Disney film where, like, everything in the background is just a watercolour blur and it's a five-minute orchestral and choir ah, ah, ah," with action that doesn't really have any purpose to it. Should be remade with a hip-hop soundtrack. Sick. Yeah. Get Baz Luhrmann onto it. (laughs) Fuck. That's probably what they're planning. Bambio and Juliet. (laughs) Do you bite bite your hoof at me, sir? (laughs) Good. Good gag. All right. Now, you know, people, when they talk about, like, the best part of this episode, like, people say, like, the bought line is the funniest line in this episode. Yeah. I think my favourite line in this episode is after Bart and Homer are both being arrested and over the PA, oh, they yeah. say your older, bald, the fatter son has also been arrested. That is good. Which is me, I think. I'm the older, bald, the fatter son.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: um... Uh, but looking very fresh, face with no beard. Thank you. Um, you've got a good chin, by the way. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm glad to have a chin again after hiding it behind a beard for years and years. Yeah, see, I'm. I, mm. 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 It's nice to have it back and looking like oh, I do have a chin. It's a good chin. Oh, thank you. This has been Chin Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Another instalment of Chin Chat, our popular side podcast. Yeah, exactly. Is Colossus behind this robot uprising, do you think? Oh fuck me. Uh, um I'm gonna go out and loom and say yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no further discussion required. When the robots go crazy and they start like you see a robot lift up two scientists by the neck, you very clearly hear one of their necks snap. Oh, more more vertebrae bashing. Definitely like a scientist gets killed. Right immediately. Immediately. I mean this yeah. is a pretty um you know, what is the place of violence in cartoons? What is the nature of violence? Well, what is the nature Hang of on. man? Hang on. What is man? Sh- <laughs> uh, I don't know where that was now. It's probably there. Yeah, a little further yeah. down, I think. I don't, I don't actually know how much of that came through. That's not Motorbike Mike. That's someone else revving the, a car engine. Ooh. <laughs> that's uh, We haven't heard from Motorbike... Car driving Clive. We haven't... <laughs> we haven't heard from Motorbike Mike in a while. Imagine that having a character on the show who's defied by the fact that he occasionally drives a car. Yeah. Yeah. And he happens to have an alliterative name. Oh, it's me. I'm Clive, I'm Clive the car driver. Not necessarily a car owner. He just drives a car. Oh, interesting. Is he stealing them? Well, somebody said to him, baby, you can drive my car. Beep, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. I was so fucking lackluster <laughs> <in> and energyless. <laughs> I'm really hungry. It definitely feels louder in my headphones beep, than it beep, was before. Beep, 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 yeah. Yeah. How, so the robots go crazy. The, the Simpsons now have to take down a bunch of robots. Yep. And they try to get onto a helicopter and a guy in an itchy suit says, hey, you're the guys who didn't like our capering. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yep. Ah, capers. And then the rest of the episode happens and it's good and I like it a lot. Now, towards the end of the episode, you're out of nose. I'm running low on nose. People know how we feel about this episode at this point. It's it's, it's alarmingly good. When Bart and Lisa catalogue why this was the best vacation they've ever had. I was watching this thinking, this feels a lot like how I feel right now as I sit here cataloguing everything I just watched and thinking, is this one of the best episodes of The Simpsons? That's a very interesting point. Is this like is this an all time like top fifteen? I feel like I could almost let's say top twenty. I mean say with some confidence. I struggle enough with top fives. You can't yeah. you can't make me do a top fifteen. Oh shit, I was gonna do a thing this season and then I completely forgot. Ah, well we're only four in. You can do it. Yeah. Well, you're going to like keep a continuous ranking. Yeah, yeah. So that my the by the end seen. of the season things actually make sense. Okay, so, well Well, at the bottom is The Clip Show and the at clip? the top is probably this one. Yeah, you are oh, you're 100% right. It would be this, then Bud of Darkness, then Lisa's Rival, then The Clip Show. Don't you dare tell me what my list is. I got it exactly right, though. You did. <laughs> 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 There's no question. <laughs> Uh, What was the other one? Lisa's rival Okay Man this is Like this season Gets off to an extraordinary start Apart from the clip show Yeah because the clip show Needed more to do With Microsoft Clippy. Because all of these episodes Have been Very good so far Very good Yeah Yes. Yes Yes Is The Simpsons a good TV show? In this era yes Yes Ooh Ooh neck Neck I don't want to get controversial. You I don't want to flying. Fly. I don't the want to show. F- is not as good as it used to be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Whenever people no, like, we're still going. Whenever you hear people, I hear this on a lot of podcasts. People making this concession, like, oh, you know, the Simpsons isn't as good as it used to be, but it's still one of the funniest shows on TV. Okay, motherfucker. No, it isn't. It's. <laughs> it is fundamentally not. <laughs> it's interesting because it, I feel like. You know, five or six years ago, it was very popular to say, oh, New Simpsons is terrible. Have you seen any of it? No. Hmm. And now it's gone the other way. Of, oh, no, it's still really good. Have you seen any of it? N- no. <laughs> um, soon, everyone will reach uh, a stasis point in the middle where we realize that content is worthless. Um, and- <laughs> <laughs> really? How is that the middle point <laughs> between the extreme? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn it, Nick. Yes. Should we go get some lunch? Yeah, I'm hungry gotta, as fuck. Let's, let's go get some lunch. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening to Puzz in the Key of Springfield, a podcast that actually was about The Simpsons this week because this episode just fucking slaps. Yeah. I mean, we had, you know, we had moments yeah. where, where it wasn't. But uh, please stick speaking. around after the theme. Like, I got a little worried people don't listen to that just because we, we talk for about 10 more minutes, I think, about some stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find us on social media. We're Key Springfield on Twitter. Uh, we would like more people to follow us on Facebook, I think. We don't have that many people on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Uh, pods in the Key of Springfield. Go and do that. You can email us at in the key of Springfield at gmail.com. We're part of the A Lotta Green Network, uh, Woozer, and indeed Wazzle. Dad, can we get to Flickies? No. <laughs> in Springfield. So, before we uh, record the episode properly, the other day I made a little tweet on the pods in the key of Springfield Twitter account. Before we could record the episode properly, we're going to record it improperly. Yes. I uh, should have keyed this up beforehand, really, but uh, I realised right. like in two weeks' time, our little podcast turns two years old. Oh, two weeks, two years. Yes. <laughs> Nice uh, confluence of twos. So, I, I guess. Anyway, I there are two of us as well. I've got to stop going down that road. Anyway, I asked, I asked oh. our fans, our loyal fans. Is the Beatles song Two of Us actually written about you and me? How does that one go? Two of us are sending postcards through the mail. Just Something the so- two of us. It's- we can podcast if we are trash. Just the two of us. You when- and I. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, oh, just you and I over here then. Oh, <laughs> Is that... That, that'll be just you and I then. Anyway, I believe my tweet was: uh, Our little podcast turns two in two weeks. What movie should I force Nick to watch to celebrate? That's me. And we got a uh, nine responses apparently. So let's uh, let's go through these and see if I can convince you to watch any of these films, or sure. we can have a little discussion. So we got Sam Lindsay. Good old Sam Lindsay. Uh, one fan. Yeah, our, um, our, our dependable fan who uh, recommended Hot Fuzz, which is the second in Simon Pegg's Cornetto Trilogy. I think I've seen Simon it. Pegg, well, as Edgar Wright's Cornetto Trilogy, but okay. you know, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, he says, uh, if it needs to be the second in series, and I vote for Hot Fuzz. I can't think we a get Simpsons a link, but it's just a great film. I think it is a great film. I think it's the second best in that trilogy, personally, but I like it a lot. Is Shaun of the Dead the first best? I really like Shaun of the Dead, yes. Okay, I think I've seen half of Hot Files and maybe a third of Shaun of the Dead. Cool. And you've seen The World's End, well, like four times? No. Okay. And also, I know that's referred to as a trilogy, but did it start like that, or was it just reverse engineered in, oh, we're doing a third movie? Let's say it was a trilogy. It kind of started that way. It's like, there's some weird stuff there with like Edgar Wright, uh... Devising some sort of very loose trilogy And then like uh, he That's not worth getting into But there is like a whole sure. connective issue with the uh, Connective tissue Yes, a connective issue with the connective tissue Wait, what's the one uh, Didn't those two do like an an alien movie? No, that wasn't Edgar Wright, But that oh. was Simon and Nick Oh, Simon and as Nick As opposed to James and Nick, which is us What was the name of that movie? The, Paul The alien movie? Paul Yeah Right. I nearly went down a whole thing About the production history Of um, the Cornetto Trilogy I'm like no That's not that relevant To this podcast Strews Just being positive, In the key of Springfield Don't possibly. forget to like And subscribe right. uh, I've got to keep Going through this list uh, The yes. Adalol lads Suggested Caddyshack 2 Now I've seen The original Caddyshack okay. On a plane Didn't like it So I feel like I don't want to see Caddyshack 2 Yeah that's probably fair Are they the Bill Murray ones uh, Bill Murray's in the first one I doubt he's in the sequel Oh okay I might have a quick look to see who's in the sequel. I know you want to rip through this list quickly, but I'm talking about every single one of them. Uh, Diana recommended Cape Fear. Oh, yes. I don't know if uh, I don't know if she's recommending the original with Gregory Peck, or more likely the Robert De Niro one that the Simpsons episode was based on via uh, Scorsese. I assumed that she was referencing the episode of The Simpsons. But... Yes, <laughs> which I think we already did. Yes, I think we'd have to. <laughs> yes, we definitely have, but um. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely on the short list for 22 flims. I do like that movie quite a bit, the Scorsese version. Haven't seen the Gregory Peck one. Here's a fun thing. According to uh, the IMDB listing, Caddyshack 2 is in Roman numerals, not in, not like a number 2. Good, cool. So it's classy then. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. This is some good insight. Um, and, yeah, okay, Chevy Chase. Then, uh, let's see, uh, my other account is also called Bought. Uh suggested Star Wars, which, look, I'm going to call my shot here now... I've been trying to talk you into watching Star Wars for a while. I don't think we're going to watch it for two years, but I am going to make that happen at some point. I'm going to force you to watch Star Wars for this podcast. But then I lose my one interesting character trait, which is never having seen Star Wars. Nick, not having seen Star Wars is not an interesting character trait. I'm going to do an intervention on you. I build my entire personality around it, James. But now you can build a new personality around the fact that you have seen Star Wars. I suppose so. (laughs) Look, I've said this before... I think the re- a lot of people don't watch certain big movies because it becomes this whole thing where people are so surprised they haven't seen them mm. that it becomes, like, a part of their personality. And I hate that shit. Like, I think it's fine that you haven't seen Star Wars. Mm. If we weren't doing a fucking podcast, I would never try to get you to watch Star Wars. <laughs> but I also think you might like Star Wars. Who knows? Oh, fire, bold. Okay. <laughs> uh, Christopher Bond, one of the... Uh, one of the baby beard media folks Suggests so The Godfather 2 Which I think is maybe a little much for you I think you'd have a hard time Getting through the three hours Of The Godfather Part 2 Question Yes um, I noticed that a lot of the responses Are for sequels Yes That was never actually implied In the question was Not it? at all No, It is very interesting That everyone went They jumped straight oh, to number better, two. better do a sequel It's a little bit like And I know this is hack ground now But it's a little bit like you know, nowhere in the Humpty Dumpty nursery rhyme does it say he's an egg, but everyone's just assumed that that's the case. Humpty Dumpty who sat on a wall and, as I recall, had a great fall. I mean, it was alright. Yeah, I've seen better. If I re- look, if I remember this rightly, the issue was that all of the king's horses and indeed all of the king's men were unable to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Yes, is that the problem? That is the problem. Yeah, yeah. It's about a guy that was on a wall and then had a great fall. Great meaning large immense, We use it in the pejorative sense. Yes, and then. Died. Yes. <laughs> Unable to be put back together. And everyone went, I don't know, that's a bit sad story. What if we made him an egg? The egg still ceases to exist. Well, you know, have you never heard the extended version? Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all of the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. By the way, he was an egg. Oh. Yeah. Is it too? That old? really clears it up. It, it does, actually. It's like all those phrases that, you know, like you hear them and you know, they have, like, a meaning, but then you realise, like, the original phrase was longer and had a completely different meaning. I can't wait for you to, ri- to to list your top five examples of this. I don't know that I have five, but it's, like, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none, but better to be good at a lot of things than none, or something like that. It's oh, really? like, Yeah, like, a lot of these phrases have, like, different meanings from... It's like, you know, the That's early bird catches the worm, but then, like, the person who's second does well as well. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> Nice. Um, I've always enjoyed the, the proper meaning behind the phrase, the exception that proves the rule because everyone, I, well, my understanding is I think people take it to mean, uh, oh, well, there's one example of why it's wrong. Therefore it's correct. All the other times, and that's not actually what it means. It means that if there's a thing that says, you know, you can't park here between 3 pm and 6 pm, it means that you can park there all the other times. Yeah. It's, you know, by taking out one element and slicing it out and sequestering it from everything else, it indicates that there is a rule to the opposite effect. Thank you, PlayStation. Yes. Um, uh, For the rest of the time. Yeah, that's one of those weird ones where, like, the way people interpret that phrase makes no real sense. Like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It, exactly. It's the, just in case somebody, like, interjects or says, no, you're wrong because of this. They're like, well, that's just the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Yeah, exactly. It's just it, one of those phrases that people use as a convenient tool to, like, win an argument, but yeah. doesn't actually mean anything. To win an argument on completely false logic. Yeah. So I, I like to say, whenever I hear people say, you know, a, a blatantly outlier example, I like to say, but I can park here between 3 and 6pm, because that also interprets the phrase incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. We got some more movies on this list. Uh, Elliot J. O'Neill from The Simpsons Index. Do you mean E-Train? Yeah, E-Train. E-Train. E-Money. He suggests, uh, he says, turning two calls for a double feature of Spaceballs and Police Academy. <laughs> Neither of which I have seen. Right. I feel like making you watch Spaceballs before Star Wars is either a very good or a very bad idea. I haven't decided which. It's very one way or the other. You're not going to make me watch the family guy of Star Wars, are you? Shut <laughs> up. No. Good. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm just worried. I'm worried about you're <laughs> what- comes to constant state of fear that I'm going to meet. We're not going to watch Family Guy. Thank Maybe God. we could do an e my shorts about it in like season eight, where we watch like one episode and then say not very good. Where all we do is talk about. Isn't it crazy that people used to genuinely hold the opinion that this was better than The Simpsons? Yeah. Getting a phone call. No. <laughs> Yeah, and then the whole episode's just us saying, you know, this reminds me of that one time we said this other thing on this, which is basically what our podcast is already, really. Yeah, that's That's a good point. Uh, It is is nothing other than a series of Family Guy-esque cutaway jokes. Then we have, uh, let's see, who is this? Lo-Fi Heckwave to study to. Oh, that's Matt. Uh, He says, Master of Disguise, a true piece of cinema. He's having a laugh. We're not going to watch Master of Disguise. Uh, I I have no context for what that is That's like one of those movies that is famous for being bad Oh, okay Is that the Leonardo DiCaprio one where he pretends to be other people? The con con man? No, it's catch me if you can Oh, I think Isn't that that song by that girl that became famous through Dr. Phil? (laughs) Catch me outside Yeah Sure Okay then uh, a 15-year-old boy, Jay Webo 1995, okay. recommends uh, Fire Walk With Me, which is, of course, the Twin Peaks movie. Oh, yes. Or the Simpsons movie. And look, huh. I made you watch the Twin Peaks intro. You seem to like it. I'm not going to make you watch the Twin Peaks movie. It's too much. Too much. We, look, here's the honest thing. I really like that movie you know, on some level. But, like, that would not be a fun movie to discuss on this podcast. Okay. Because, right. like, there's not really a way to have fun talking about it. Like, you kind of have to, like, take that fairly seriously, I think, to talk about mm. it. And it is a legitimately very upsetting movie. Oh, sure. And I responded saying, I don't know if I could get Nick to get through Firewalk with me, but maybe Blue Velvet. Which, again, nothing to do with The Simpsons. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. You might like Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet's... Is that another Twin Peaks thing? It's another David Lynch movie. Oh, David Lynch. I don't know. Have you ever wanted to see Dennis Hopper scream, "Let's fuck! I'll fuck anything that moves." No. Actually. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It, it, does that make me a, a societal outlier? <laughs> no, I think you're probably fine. Okay. I don't know. You've never wanted to hear David. Uh, you know he's like putting lipstick on Karl McLaughlin's face and saying, "Don't be a good neighbor to her. I'll write you a love letter straight from my love, uh, straight from my hard fucker." You know what a love letter is? It's a bullet from a fucking gun, fucker. You received a love letter from me. That means you fucked forever. You understand, fuck? I'll send you straight to hell, fucker. I know a lot of this film. This sounds like a Rage Against the Machine B-side. <laughs> the way you're you're spitting these rhymes, spitting these. None of that rhymed. Well, it's sorry. A lot of. Uh, I mean the the repetition of the word fucker could almost be taken to be an internal rhyme <laughs> within the structure of the song. I suppose so. I suppose so. Yes. Uh, great movie. Love it. Probably not going to watch it. Okay. And then the last suggestion from, uh, not sure how to pronounce this, Lewitchu, Uh, L W I J T U? They suggest Clockwork Orange or 2001 A Space Odyssey. Interesting. Uh, we've talked about doing both of these movies. They're both very Simpson y, but they're also Kubrick films. We've already done a Kubrick film. Feel like we need to wait before we do another Kubrick film. Sure. Yes. Interesting. So. Look, of all those suggestions, I mean, Star Wars is probably the one we're going to do.
1: <laughs> oh, soon. I was
0: I was assuming you wouldn't tell me the outcome. You would just bring it upon me. <laughs> I mean, these are all these are all fine tweets that we've received, Nick. Uh, oh, they're all tremendous tweets. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars will do. am bes- Fear, I think we will do at some point, eventually. D- don't you dare think I'm besmirching the quality of the tweets. <laughs> oh, I know how much you love Twitter. You just send me a message every night at 830 Saying, hey, James, have you seen this Twitter? This Twitter website? It's full of insight. Twitter.com. Yeah. I think it's a uh, net good for the world. Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, four or five years ago, yes. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Have you seen this Donald Trump guy? Who's this guy? Oh, no. Why does he have so many followers? Oh, no. All right. Should we get on to the episode proper? Uh, no, I think let's just keep going about movies. All right.